WebCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. The Keysport area has a very rich history, as most of the people who listen to this uh, broadcast know. Uh, we talk about it often enough. It also has something that not a lot of communities its size have, and that is a museum and a full-time historical society serving not just McKeesport, but all of the communities that adjoin uh, the McKeesport area. It's called the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center, and the new museum manager is our guest this morning. He's Dave Moore. Dave, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're allowed to sit in a chair. You don't have to sit on that uh, countertop. This is a little bit more comfortable, to be honest with you. I don't, right. have, to, I don't have to reach up. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Dave, uh, when did you join the uh, Heritage Center? Uh, I was hired at the end of 2018, right around uh, the start of December, but I didn't start officially till January 2nd. Uh, so I've been there for a little over two months now. Okay. And uh, where, well, let's first, let's back up here. Um, I, I gave a little bit of a description of, of what the Heritage mm-hmm. Center is, but um, maybe you can help fill us in. Can you give us uh, the location, the, the, the hours, the website for people to get more information? So the center is located in Renzihausen Park, uh, not very far from the high school and right across the street at that four-way light uh, from the fire department. Uh, and we're right next door to, I believe it's the Rose Garden mm-hmm. or the Garden Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and then Saturdays 9 to 3, closed on Sundays and Mondays. And uh, like you said, it's, it's the area's uh, history center. Uh, historical society and it serves the the entire area and to be quite honest it's one of the best uh little museums in the area when you when you really think about it i mean a lot of places a lot of historical societies in this region are uh you know a one-room operation and it's more of a a hobby for those Mm -hmm. that are interested in it and here that's not the case i mean this is a legit operation uh, compared to you know others in the area, and, and it's a much. When I first uh, Dave Moore uh, is our guest, he's the museum manager at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center, and uh, you're on Facebook as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. What's the f- uh, phone number? Four one two six seven eight eighteen thirty two. Okay. Um, when I first got involved in the Heritage Center, when I was in high school, back mm-hmm. when the Earth's surface was still molten and the dinosaurs <laughs> were roaming. Uh, it would have been the the early nineties, late nineteen eighties, and I think it was still. I think it was still at one point in a one room at the Penn State Library at Correct. Penn State Greater Allegheny Campus, and then they had just moved into what now is just the very front part of your building. It has now grown to include this sort of complex. Yeah, the the building, from my understanding, has has grown numerous times over the years. You know, when you first walk in, that that initial lobby area was the original 
uh, house, you know, the, the the original place for the. And it was just the, the like site. you said, it's, it's just the lobby now. Yeah, now it's the <laughs> lobby. Uh, it's our new temporary exhibit space, and our offices are there. And then you know, the boycott room was added, the hallway, and the building around the old schoolhouse was added a number of years ago. Now we have a brand new storage area off the back. So it's just, it keeps morphing. You know, the more money that comes in, the more we can do. Um, and we've been lucky enough the last few years that, you know, we, we've had the funds to keep growing the the building and, you know, keep growing our outreach with different, different uh, affiliations, particularly with the Heinz History Center and places like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, this is not your prototypical historical society. This place is the real deal. It's a, it's a legitimate small museum. It has uh, a couple people as a paid staff, which you don't find around here at your typical local historical society. So it's it's definitely a step above the rest as far as historical societies is concerned. Uh, we're talking about the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center in uh, Renzi Park in McKeesport, 412 678 1832, or you said mckheritage.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Dave Moore is the museum manager. He joined the museum in January. You mentioned the schoolhouse, and I think for a lot of people who grew up in the McKeesport area in particular, but the Mon Valley in general, mm-hmm. there was this little, they called it the Little Red Schoolhouse yep. in McKeesport in Renzi Park um, that we often used to take school trips to, and they would have picnics outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people have asked me, whatever happened to the Little Red Schoolhouse? Did they tear it down? Explain a bit, a little bit more about it. it's no longer – it's still little and it's still a schoolhouse, but it's not red. It's not red anymore. It's, uh, it's, it, it must have faded to brown at this point because I, I don't I think see they any stripped, red. I think what happened is they stripped the paint off. That's very possible. Okay. Um, it's my understanding that the schoolhouse has moved locations a couple Several times. Several times, yes. Uh, so now it is actually – Inside of our building, uh, we got the funds to build around it to protect it. So now it's out of the elements. It's fully, uh, you know, you can you can still walk into it. You can walk all the way around it. But now it's not out in the elements, and uh, the inside of it looks pretty similar to how it looked back in the 1800s. You walk in, and you know you have the old, you know, the old fashioned desks, and we believe the quote-unquote chalkboard that's mm-hmm. when you look is the last lesson ever taught in the schoolhouse so it's you know the original quote-unquote chalkboard which is really just it looks like it's almost like a piece of slate or it's yeah, like fabric though yeah it's like fabric it's almost like a deer hide with you know that chalkboard backing or somehow i i don't even know how to describe it but it's 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 pretty. It's pretty neat. It's really. Neat. Uh, you have amongst other things there at the museum. You have, you have as you mentioned, permanent exhibits and temporary exhibits. Yeah. What do you have a temporary exhibit on display right now? And if so, what is it? Yes. Uh, so when I started, we we decided, and I should say, I was lucky enough that the board gave me uh, the autonomy to go through the exhibits, and if I wanted to renovate them, renovate them. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things uh, that was decided was let's start doing a temporary exhibit that would run for you know roughly six to eight months at a time. Uh, and the first one we did focuses on the presence of McKe- in McKeesport. Um, so research has shown that 35 of the 45 United States presidents has visited western Pennsylvania since the country was founded. Really? Yes. And we believe that Eight of them have been, I believe eight of them, have been to McKeesport in some fashion. And that includes uh, George Washington slept here. That includes George Washington. Washington was actually here twice. Uh, He met with Queen Aliquippa 
originally back in 1753 on his way to... Uh, they had coffee down here at Eaton Park. Yeah, something like that. And then uh, Sam's Hot Dogs, and then he uh, went to Kennywood. No, yeah, exactly. that's not true at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a little bit before that, it was during the Bre- uh, French and Indian War. He was yeah, part of Braddock's. Actually, before the French oh, okay. and Indian War. So, I mean, uh, the French and Indian War, I think, officially started in 1754. So okay. he was actually... You know, one of the first British excursions out here to the area. Is that supposedly the visit during which he uh, presented Queen Anaquippa, who was the Queen of the Delaware Indians? Uh, Seneca, Seneca Indians. Um, uh, the Native American tribe that was based here, mm-hmm. and uh, he presented her with a coat and a jug of rum. I believe so. And yeah, he, that's he, story commented, he commented later that uh, the jug of rum was the much more appreciated present. Yeah, it usually is. Uh, usually I usually mean, is for me. Know, I mean, if you lose your coat, if you drink the rum, at least you'll still be warm. <laughs> that's so <right. laughs> that's right. I, we don't know if that's legend or not, but yeah. that's supposedly what he wrote in his diary. So, so Washington being the first, and he visited twice. Yep. Bef- long before he was president. Yes. Long before there was even a United States. Absolutely. Yeah. So the second time he was here, we believe, is seventeen seventy, and then that we think that's the last time he was here. We believe the first president to visit while in office, we believe, is William McKinley. Okay. But we're not positive. We know he was here in 1896 when he was on the campaign trail. And since he was the governor of Ohio beforehand and still had a residence in Ohio, chances were he did come through and stop you know, sometime during his short presidency. Um, we know that – I believe Woodrow Wilson was here, okay. if I remember correctly. Um, I've been working on a bunch of other things right now, so that every name and date is not uh, in my head mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, but the big focus for the exhibit for us was on Kennedy and Nixon. Yeah, uh, The two of them debated for the very first time here at the Penn McKee Hotel in 1947. They were both freshman congressmen, and uh, they were debating the uh, Taft-Hartley Act um, – which had to do with the labor unions mm-hmm. and things like that. And that was the first time they they debated. And then, of course, 13 years later, they debated for the presidency. And then, of course, Kennedy was here for the midterm elections uh, in the run-up to that in 1962. And if the rumors are true, he took the phone call about the U-2 spy plane while he was here giving his speeches. Um, you know, and the Cuban Missile Crisis did officially start, I believe, two or three days after his yeah. visit. And, you know, so, you know, and, and the Kennedy statue that's right outside the building was – it's supposed to be the first one ever erected after his assassination. So, you know, I mean, we have a lot of strong ties with JFK and, of course, with Nixon with the debate. So we really tried to focus on on those two um, with the exhibit. But, you know, we focused on, you know, all the presidents that have visited. You know, President Obama was here on the campaign trail in 2008. President Clinton was here in 2010 uh, campaigning for Dan Honorado. And he, I believe he was here in, in 92 as yeah, well. And that's, yeah, and yeah. that's what we figure, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, George, I know George H.W. Bush was here yeah. because they threw things at him. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he was campaigning for vice president in 1980, and uh, the steel mill, and I think, I think the steel mill either had just had a layoff or had just gone on strike. And okay. Yeah, they, he, he did not get a warm reception here. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, w- the good thing was is, you know, the, the Carnegie Library actually provided us with the list of the presidents and when they were in the area. Yeah. And pretty much approximate dates. So we tried to go back through the Daily News and... Unfortunately, the time frame, we wanted to get this up in time for February because sure. President's, President's Day. Day. Um, so this entire exhibit went up in, in about 10 days. Wow. Uh, so and norm- how long will it be up for? It'll be up until at least August. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we have two cases dedicated to Kennedy and Nixon and some artifacts and memorabilia. We have uh, the photographic history. So we have photos of Kennedy and Nixon. We have photos of 
uh, President Truman, Obama, Clinton, uh, FDR, that, you know, they all had different stuff. Mm-hmm. Either they were here or things like that. Let's pause right there. Hold okay. hold that. There, We have a story about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, which, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> and about its ties to McKeesport. We're going to pause there. We have to take a 30-second break. And you are listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. Stay tuned. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Dave Moore. He's the museum manager at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. That's what we're talking about. We've been talking about their exhibit uh, celebrating the presidents who have passed through the Mon Valley, specifically through the McKeesport area, although the McKeesport Regional uh, History Center does not just focus on McKeesport. It's also on all of the communities uh, touching uh, the city of McKeesport. The, the motto or the tagline is your Mon Valley Museum. Correct. Yep. Four one two six seven eight one eight three two. And you are open Tuesdays through Thursdays. Uh, Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and then Saturdays from 9 to 3. Okay. Uh, we'll give you those hours again a little bit later on in the half hour. Uh, Dave, when we took the break, you were teasing us with uh, when President Lincoln was shot at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. in 1865, uh, that there's a McKeesport connection. Thank goodness not to the assassin. Who was the yeah. connection to? Uh, it's to the four gentlemen that carried him from Ford's Theater to the house across the street where he would ultimately pass away. Uh, the four men, uh, again, I'm sorry, don't remember all four mm-hmm. of them off the top of my head. The four guy, the four soldiers were taking in the play. They were actually in the box, like two next to the left of where the president's box was. Uh, they were part of Battery C of the Pennsylvania uh, artillery units during the, the, and I the think Civil War. Three, three of them actually were from McKeesport, or they're buried in McKeesport? I think all three of them were from. I think three or four of them were actually from here. So you've and, got four, three or four local guys yeah. who um, the war has just ended. They were yeah. stationed in Washington, D.C. or on the outskirts yep. and had leave. Yeah. Yeah, they just uh, they had they were, a day pass. Yeah, they were taking the night off, and they thought they'd take in the play, and you know they just happened to be sitting next to President Lincoln, and unfortunately, you know John Wilkes Booth came in and did what he did, and uh, they they got right to the president, but not before the doctor, and the doctor said, "Look, we need to get him out of there, out of here. We need to get him, you know, somewhere where he can be comfortable." So the doctor and the four men from McKeesport, you know, hoisted the six foot four Lincoln up and carried him across the street through, you know, really just. A raging crowd, um, right? And and they got him across the street, and then of course he passed away the next morning. But you know, it's it's such a an amazing story for four guys from you know from here that they're the ones that carried Lincoln from right. Ford's Theater to the, the house across the street. Um, so we tried to make sure we focused on that uh, in in the exhibit. There's you know Lincoln's portrait and a couple different um, engravings and, and drawings from you know that night. And then we have a panel that tells their story. Um, and that's one of the big things that, not to jump ahead, that we're, we're, what I'm working on is if you've been through the museum any time in the last 15 years, you don't see a lot of interpretive panels. You see a lot of great stuff, but you don't know what a lot of that stuff is. So my main task, especially for the next year and a half when I'm renovating the exhibits, is going to be to make sure that when you come in, you have something to read. And you're learning, you know, why am I looking at this picture of, uh, of uh, President Kennedy or of um, 
Franklin Phillips or, mm-hmm. or something or or anybody or why am I looking at you know this this metal or this shovel or or this schoolhouse? Yep. What I want you to to do when you come in is you know come in with questions. You know why am I looking at this? And hopefully the panels answer that. Place it into some context. Yeah, uh, the biggest the biggest thing I like to focus on as a historian is making sure you know the history but the people's side of things so the people's story who these who these guys were who these ladies were and why they're important why am i you know showing them to you Um, let me pause for just a second there i interrupt you dave moore is a museum manager at the mckeesport regional history and heritage center right now through august they have an exhibit exploring the history of presidents Mm -hmm. and uh sometimes in case some cases such as george washington before they were president who visited the mon valley area you can learn more at mckheritage.com you can call them at 412-678-1832 you can also find them on facebook and instagram at mckeesport heritage center uh they are open uh, Tuesdays through Fridays and on Saturdays, but there are limited hours, uh, so do check uh, before you go. Um, let me interrupt you for just a second, because I think a lot of us, uh, especially those of us who are maybe Generation X or Baby Boomers, we learn sort of the, what is sometimes I heard referred to as the great man theory of history, where you mm-hmm. learn history through you know, this great event, George Washington, mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln, Harriet Tubman, whoever, and you learn about some certain event, the War of 1812, mm-hmm. uh, the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, whatever it is. But beginning, I think, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, there has been sort of a shift. Howard Zinn certainly would be kind of at the forefront mm-hmm. of that shift of teaching uh, Studs Terkel, the journalist, a famous journalist out of Chicago, would be another one who sort of focused on the ordinary rather than mm-hmm. the great men and women, the ordinary men and women. And so it sounds like that's something that at the Heritage Center right now you're trying to strike a balance on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing for me is, is you know, not every town has a John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Not every town has a, an Andrew Carnegie. I mean, you know, the, these these names that are just synonymous with history – but every town has a handful of names that everybody in that town knows. Sure. And, you know, I mean, and that's something this that town, we... town, it might be Swin Cash, for instance. Swin Cash yeah. is, a, is a perfect example. Um, you know, and, and, and not even some, you know, even not even somebody on her level. I mean, you know, uh, I think the perfect example is Overcoat Sam. Okay. You know, almost every overcoat Sam. So overcoat Sam. If you look at any of the Jeff Madden uh, paintings, Jeff Madden was a uh, local artist, I believe, for the G.C. Murphy Company, who painted scenes of of the McKeesport area. Correct. And if you look in every single one of his paintings, you'll see a, a gentleman in a bunch of big, heavy overcoats and a hat, and and he was a local homeless guy, and. Every single one of his paintings is, you know, features overcoat Sam, and one of his most prominent paintings is just. Sam sitting on a park bench and, you know, you know, overcoat Sam was literally, um, for lack of a better term, a bum. He was, you know, the, the hobo hobo of the, of the thirties, you know, that, you know, that, you know, ideological, you know, guy jumping from train car to train car sort of guy. And, you know, I mean, everybody in McKeesport knows him, especially if you grew up during the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, you know, every, everybody remembers who Old Overcoats was. And, you know, he was by no means a president or a professional athlete or anything anything like that, but everybody knows who he is. And, you know, there's plenty of people, you know, in this town and from this area that 
are you know just as important part of the the story of America than you know the presidents and the and the athletes and things like that. So yeah, we absolutely want to focus on you know people like Swin Cash and um, you know Jeff Madden and things like that. But we also want to tell the story of people like Overcoat Sam and and, and Pulitzer Prize winner Mark Connolly. Yeah. And Rick Krivda, yeah. Olympia, Olympic gold medal champion um, and former McKeesport uh, baseball star, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, one more 30-second break to take. The time goes very quickly. Dave Moore is the museum manager. He is, uh, recently arrived at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center in Renzi House and Park. You can learn more on Facebook or Instagram by looking for McKeesport Heritage Center, or you can call them at 412-678-1832. They are open to the public, and I believe there's no charge just to see the exhibits, correct? To see the exhibits, there's no charge. The only charge is... Uh, uh, when we start talking about uh, genealogical research or a special event or a special event, okay. yeah. Okay, let's we'll talk a little bit more about how you can support the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center right after this break. Broadcasting live where the trains run regularly from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. This is Two Rivers Thirty Minutes on Radio Eighty One WEDO fifteen fifty and one hundred one point one WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio WMCK FM, and TubeCityOnline Stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger.com at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Dave Moore. He is the new museum manager at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center, 412-678-1832 or mckheritage.com. Dave, we haven't asked you. We, we talked a lot uh, in, in the last segment about uh, how the museum is trying to tell the stories, mm-hmm. not just of the really great and well-known people, but also of the less well-known people to kind of put the history of the Mon Valley area and America into kind of a context. Mm-hmm. We haven't asked you about your history. Where did uh, What's your background? I see a Boston hat. Now, yeah. I don't think it's the Boston in Elizabeth Township. No, it's uh, it's Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and if you notice, I do say it Boston. Some of the some of the terminology and the way you say things from yeah. up there. Uh, are you origi- are you originally from Massachusetts or? No, I'm actually from the Poconos. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up in the Poconos. I came out here to go to Pitt um, in 2009. I graduated in 2013 with a undergrad degree in American history. And uh, I wanted to go to grad school for it. And so I went to University of Massachusetts in Boston, right on uh, the campus as JFK Library and yeah. the Kennedy Center Library uh, for Ted Kennedy. Uh, so I was up there for about a year. And then uh, I came back here to work at the Heinz History Center on their World War II exhibit. That was my graduate intern internship. Uh, then I returned home for a little bit to write my thesis. And then I moved back out here uh, near the end of 2015. Uh, and since the spring of 2016, I've been the curator of collections at Oakmont Country Club. Okay. Uh, so I still uh, – that's still my other part-time job, so to speak. Um, so, you know, I, I, I work uh, to document and catalog their entire historical collection. And uh, we actually run public tours that are available on um, – Mondays at nine in the morning uh, to the public uh, during the summer to kind of share, you know, the history of yeah. such a, you know, historic golf course, you know, and not one only that a, goes back to the 19th century, correct? 1903, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so we've had more U.S. Opens than anybody else. 
Um, so, you know, we, we're trying to share our story, so to speak, with uh, with everybody out there to kind of tell of the blue-collar roots of Oakmont Country Club. Uh, let me – I mentioned uh, that in addition to being a historical society mm-hmm. and museum, you also do uh, – I think a lot of your visitors probably are doing genealogical resource, uh, research. What yep. kind of ge- genealogical research, resources do you have there? Oh, uh, wow. We have, a, we, we have a fair amount. Um, I'd say probably about 75% of our visitors. Visitors, if not more, come in to do genealogical research. Um, we do have access to Ancestry.com, and uh, we're in the process of trying to get some more, um, some other ways of, uh, of research materials. Ancestry is one of the big ones we do have uh, for you to use on site. Uh, one of the other ones we're looking at is Fold 3, which is the military side of things mm-hmm. um, that has a lot of great records. Uh, but as far as locally stuff that you probably won't be able to find on Ancestry, you know, we have the all the directories. We have, uh, I believe, we have all the tax records going back for the city back until the eighteen into the eighteen hundreds. You are also the only place in the world, as far as I know, that has a complete run of the McKeesport Daily News. Yes, so we have the Daily News on microfilm from eighteen eighty four up to I think pretty recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, and that's definitely one of the big. One of the big draws for the area, we get a ton of people to come in to look at the daily news, and you know we have we have a lot of other materials that you know everybody, you know, really seems to you know to, to love to come in and take a look at. And uh, but you have you have high school yearbooks from all of the oh, local yeah. local high schools, including several that have closed in the, yeah. in the Mon Valley area. Yeah, tons of high school yearbooks, a photo um, library. Uh, yeah, we have a pretty extensive photo library. We have we have a, a bunch of maps. Uh, for you to take a look at, we 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 have a, a very very good collection. Is it um, isn't all this stuff though? Can't I just get all this stuff on the internet? Oh, absolutely! Isn't not. this all this stuff no. digitized? No, uh, no, actually, it's it's not, and that's one of the the draws for coming in to to see us is you know you can't get these these documents anywhere else. So if you want them, you want to find you know your your grandmother or your father's uh yearbook picture you know you're not going to find that online you're going to have to come in and and actually go through the yearbook and same thing with some of the other records um they're not digitized so you you'll be holding a big heavy book that has uh you know some of this original data there available for you so it's, we, it's we should do neat. a program at some point just on genealogical research because um i think that is something that a lot of people are interested in and, and maybe oh, we'll have yeah. you back to just talk about how to yeah. go about even doing that because I'm I was a newspaper reporter mm-hmm. and so I think I'm pretty good with databases but mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would know where to start for genealogical research is that something that someone at the Heritage Center can help people with oh yeah absolutely Gail Waite uh, really is just the the face of the place you come in and everybody knows who Gail is and she's the head of research so if you if you have any questions of what you're trying to find I guarantee you she'd be able to help you find some sort of answer to your questions and uh She's she's just great. She's very helpful, very knowledgeable. She knows everybody in this town. She's you know I think she's the de facto mayor. That's uh, un- <laughs> we won't unofficially, tell Mike ere- that. unofficially elected. So. We won't tell Mike Trepko that. <laughs> uh, in the last uh, minute or two that we have, yep. you, you you mentioned all these resources. This has to be fairly expensive to maintain, and you mentioned there are some some paid folks such as yourself <laughs> and Gail Waite. So who where does the money come from? Uh, we're very lucky that we get a lot of uh, our our budget from foundations and grants, and we're constantly, uh, you know, looking for other outlets s- similar to that. Um, 
but we do offer memberships to the public. Uh, if you want to come in and do research, I believe it's 10 or $15 per day, but you could become a member for the center, uh, a solo membership, I believe it's $25 for the year. A family membership, I think is $35 for the year. So it's, it's very affordable to, to become a member. And, you know, the benefits of that, you know, you can come in and do as much, much research as you want anytime you want. Uh, when we do hold programs, which we have one, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend on March 23rd, uh, it's our Women's History Month program uh, about Joy Johnston. Uh, that program is free to members, and I believe it's a $2 charge for non-members. So that's very um, modest. Oh, very modest, yeah. Um, again, you know, we we – we run a tight ship. Um, we're not throwing money around. So when we spend money, it's towards something, you know, we feel is really going to enhance our, our operation. So, um, you know, that that's how we that's how we do it. But you, you have the presidential exhibit on display right now. And as I keep mentioning, it's not just McKee Sport. It's the all the communities that mm-hmm. touch McKee Sport. So it's probably a quarter of a million people live in that area. We'll leave yep. we're gonna leave it right there. Dave Moore is the new museum manager at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. And uh thanks for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. <laughs> and thank you, Dave, for for coming in here and thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers Thirty Minutes broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport on Radio eighty one WEDO. Fifteen fifty and one oh one point one WZUM the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel. Internet radio WMCK.FM and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.